This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of the 2023 slate of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. That's right, we are already in December, if you can believe that. I cannot, but it has been a a very wild and woolly 2023, and yet at some points it also feels like we've returned to a certain sense of normalcy, and we hope to restore that just a little bit more on this episode as well. We've got some really, really cool things in the works. We're going to have a double dose of barbecue at the end of this episode, which is something I don't think we've ever done before in the history of this show, and we're going to be um, introducing a very, very special guest in just a moment. But before we do that, introductions for the regular hosts are in order. I'm Zach, and I'm back here on Zach Arnold Productions on Mixler with the IPC Podcast. And joining me is my co-host, my good buddy, my friend. He's been with me since day one, and he is here for day 368 as well. It's Mr. Ben Hart. How are you, Ben? I am doing phenomenal. I'm doing even better than I'm on this podcast. And the only thing that really bums me about this is that, yes, as you said, this is our final episode of 2023 it's been a wild year it's been a wild ride and uh yeah i am looking forward to 2024 i just don't know what it has in store for me and this show it's gonna be crazy i'm sure but um yeah we've had a great year and we're gonna end it strong guys i promise 2024 has a lot of potential to be the year of the sequel I'll tell you what, because oh, you're going to be yeah. getting Deadpool 3, you're going to be getting another Venom, you're going to be getting just all kinds of next installments. And as always, our January edition of IPC is going to be our top five most anticipated movies of the year. So go ahead and start making your lists and checking them twice for that next episode but we're not really going to touch on that too much tonight because we've got a lot of other things to talk about. And for the first time in a long time, Ben, I don't know how long it's been since we've actually had a guest on this program. Um, when we switched to the every other week format and then to the monthly format, we had to kind of scale back how many guests we had just because our schedules were so crazy that it was tough to get other people's schedules on board as well. And I dare say... We struck gold tonight as far as being able to actually get somebody on the show. We really did. We This is someone who has been a bit a part of the show's history for so long, and he was even officially a part of the show and a host on this show for 
a, a good long time, and in my opinion, he still is. Okay, he's still he's still one of the family. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, we we always said, hey, look, man, if you ever have time, come back, come join us. And well, thankfully, tonight is one of those nights. The open invitation has extended into a group chat that is just the three of us that goes all the way back to when he was a host on the show. And, of course, life happens. Life takes over. He's married. He's got kids. He's got this thing called a life. But he was able to carve time out of his life to be able to be a part of our final episode of 2023 back from what feels like the dead almost he has risen into the ranks of ipc lore and he gets to uh, etch his name in the podcast's hall of fame as it were tonight oh my gosh it's been what two plus years everybody please give a warm welcome back to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jake Damon is on the show tonight. Wow. You you guys are hyping me up like I'm uh, Robert Downey Jr. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Sit down, everybody. Uh, autographs later. Um, no, I, I am so happy to be here. I... I am so happy that I could have a little time tonight and that it worked out for me to come on the show. And it it feels like, you know, they say you never forget how to ride a bike. It's been so long since I've done any sort of podcasting. I think the last show I was on was uh, our friend Steven Schinder has a podcast. Um, I was on that in 2021. Oh, <laughs> so... I think uh, unless I'm forgetting something, this is the first time in a couple of years that I've been on a show. So uh, it is, it's good to be back. Hopefully I haven't lost my touch and we'll have a good time tonight. Man, if our, if our pre-show was anything, Ben, we might have to trim that out and like put it at the end of the, of the final edition. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Cause if, if, if our pre-show was any indicator, I, I think you are just going to fit right back in, buddy. Cause <laughs> Oh my gosh, we were we were trying to configure his headset settings because he's actually working tonight. He he's pulling double <laughs> yeah. duty. Yeah, he's multitasking right now. For those who don't know, okay. Can, yeah. Jay, can you tell the people at home what what you're actually doing right now? Where you are? So I'm I'm working. <laughs> he's at I'm, work. Yeah, I'm driving a large truck. I drive uh I drive big semi you know tractor trailers uh and tonight. I'm working kind of weird. I mean, I work weird hours all the time, but tonight it's like even weirder. So I was, I was hoping I could line this up uh, where I could get in half hour, 45 minutes before I started working. Turns out I had to work a little bit before that, but the, the nice thing about driving a truck is that I can talk on my uh, headset and I haven't used Skype in a long time, which is what we're using tonight. And <laughs> I, I didn't think my headset was connected. So for like 10 minutes, I'm like, how do I connect these things? Turns out they're already connected. <laughs> it was like the, so, the old uh, it was like the old Verizon commercials. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically <laughs> what it was. And then and then I found out that I, I had to set my phone on the seat across from me 
uh, to where there's no way the microphone could pick it up. I'm like, can you guys hear me? I'm like whispering into my mic. They're like, yeah, I can hear you just fine. I'm like, oh, I guess everything was fine all along. Never mind. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It's like it's like Anakin in episode one. It's working. It's yeah. It's working. You know. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm happy about that. Jake, truthfully, um, one of the things that I've done since I started working for the ATM company that I work with, um, sometimes my work takes me. Uh, just north to uh, Oklahoma, which can be oh, a bit, wow. which can be a bit of a drive. Not probably not the type of drive that you do, but every now and then I get a little bored with my music or even bored with the podcasts that I listen to. Believe it or not, and I decide to record my own podcast, and I, I call it um, Commusings. And you, yep. you doing a podcast on the road is very reminiscent of doing some musings on your commute you just happen to do it under the ipc umbrella tonight which is really cool we're so excited to have you yeah and you know i may even have to start my own podcast since i drive so much hey now that you know the headset works all you got to do is hit the record button buddy yeah exactly i i know for sure this headset works on uh on on discord because i i have a group of friends that i like talk to um semi-regularly on discord and i know that works fine but uh yeah skype was a mystery to me so well we're we're kicking it a little little bit old school tonight but it it still works and uh this podcast has has evolved a little bit since you've departed to start a family and and start a life dude we we've had different I've heard. different partnerships with different channels, and now I'm filing for an LLC, so we're kind of broadcasting oh, under under my new platform, semi-new. We've done some uh, broadcasts for sports and stuff in the local area, but IPC moved over here probably about a year ago, and uh, one of the things that we did when we shifted the format was we actually incorporated an element of my... Um, my wife is now contributing to the show in a certain manner. Ah. Um, we like to start the show. I know we're almost 11 minutes in already, but we like to start the show with a little segment called Edna's Icebreaker. And so she'll she'll give us an icebreaker question. I think one of them was really insightful a couple episodes ago. Like, uh, would you date yourself? And, <laughs> and I, I had to be super honest. I, was I like, know the answer to that one. I was like, man, I don't know. I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> I'm asking this question <laughs> on a podcast. Like, I don't know. Um, but this one's really uh, interesting because, you know, it's it's just a few days away from Christmas at the time of this recording. Um, Hanukkah just passed for our Jewish friends. There's just a lot of giving spirit in the air right now. And so uh, this episode's Edna's Icebreaker question is, what is the most memorable holiday slash christmas present that you've ever received it can be odd it can be funny it can be unique but what is the most memorable present you've ever received if you guys need a second i can go ahead and give my answer while you think about it or if you've got something feel free to jump in i i okay i think what the first one that comes to mind for me is I've look I've I'm very blessed, very lucky. I've got a lot of great Christmas presents over the years. Um, I'm probably missing a lot right now, but I remember one that sticks in my mind that I thought of for a long time that like this is the best Christmas gift that I ever got was I was much younger than I am now. This is a long, long time ago, um, in a galaxy not so far, far away. Damn it! I was um, about to say that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I beat you to the punch. Um, I got a portable DVD player, and I was this was when I was basically a kid at this point. Um, and to to you guys, you to you to you um Gen Zers, it'd be like portable DVD player. What like in the age of iPads, that doesn't sound like it very much. But this is a big deal. This is pre iPod. This is pre iPads. This is pre smartphone. This is just an era when you know when you're in the car. You didn't do anything. <laughs> you, if you, whatever toys you brought with you, that was how you entertained yourself in the car when you were a kid. That was it. Um, portable DVD player was a life changer for me. Easily one of the probably the best gifts I've ever gotten in my life. Um, was that because then I could marathon the Star Wars movies over and over again. I watched Disney movies and all, just every movie things, and I, I ended up with a, a case of just stuff that would basically keep most of my movies in the car because I would always watch them on trips or whatever else. So that was one. That's one that sticks in my mind still. I have that thing somewhere. I swear it still works. It's not as good as it used to, but it's definitely like it was. it was a gift of its time, but I still have very fond memories of that thing. Wow. So you yeah, went uh, you went the happy it, route. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh if you got a DVD player uh this this last Christmas, maybe maybe I'd be a little more concerned about you <laughs> being excited about that. <laughs> God, this was years ago. We're almost getting to the point where like you're not just asking what's a DVD player, so the kids are gonna be asking what's a DVD. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's 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 it's, yeah. it's like what you buy. It's like you what you buy on Amazon, like a digital file, except it's in a disc. Yeah, yeah. What's I, a disc? Like a frisbee? <laughs> I I almost think we got a uh, a DVD player, a portable DVD player, at one point to use in the car for trips and stuff. And I can't remember if it was a Christmas gift or what, but that was a very exciting time. We were like, wow, the possibilities. We can watch. Dude. Yeah, like, you know those movies we watch at home? We can watch them, like, in the car now. Dude, when you you knew that you had made it or you knew that your friends had made it when the minivan had a screen and a VHS player under the seat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that was that was that was uptown man. You you yeah. were like this is this is I'm rich now. We this there's is, a DVD was, player yeah. built in. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, I remember when it was VHS. Like it wasn't even DVD. Like when I first saw those, it was it was a video cassette that was underneath. Yeah. Well, like, I, I remember man. my my uh, great grandma um she had gotten uh like suburban vehicle at one point and we were always excited whenever we got to ride in that because it had a, a one of those built-in dvd players that had like a screen on the ceiling that kind of flipped down and uh the, the first dvd she got for it was uh in the andy griffith show it was like like <laughs> i don't know i had five episodes on it or whatever so we watched the andy griffith show in her car oh man that's funny oh man yeah. It's been a minute since I've watched the Andy Griffith show. That's a good one. It's only good when Don Knotts is on it. As soon as Don Knotts leaves the show, it really goes downhill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love me some Don Knotts. Man. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of Christmas gifts, I bought my, bought my dad the first five seasons of Andy Griffith show on, on DVD. Oh, nice, um, nice. cause we're, we're still a DVD household. Okay. Yep. Um, and, uh, 
I literally I was in the store. I'm just like, oh, they only had the first five seasons. Then I Googled, when did Barney leave the show? And it's like <laughs> season five. I'm like, okay, perfect. This is what I'm getting. This, yeah. is, this is the best part of the show <laughs> anyway. Yep. Um, okay, so my my answer is going to be kind of on like the odd, unique side of things. It's oh, not, boy. Oh, the, boy. This, the year is 2012. And a certain superhero movie was absolutely crushing the box office. Oh, yeah. Uh, would that be The Avengers? It would be The Avengers. And at that time, I was making a DVD collection, and I asked for The Avengers to uh, be one of my Christmas gifts. I put it on my oh, list. Oh, no! I think I know where this is going. And... um. I, I go through Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family, and I don't get it. Next day, I'm like, okay, I'm sure it'll show up um, in in this version. And, uh, and in that iteration, I also did not receive that DVD for Christmas. Um, but I held out hope, because my grandfather on my mom's side would come to visit us separately, usually a few days after Christmas had transpired. And so I was like, okay, this is my last shot. If I don't get it, I'm using some of the money that I got. I'm using my Christmas money to just go and buy it for myself, damn it. As you do. (laughs) And Christmas with my grandpa comes around, and there is a DVD-shaped present under the tree for me, and I start getting excited. I'm like, all oh, right, my mom told him that I wanted the Avengers, and I bet that's what's in the box. And you know what, fellas? <laughs> that is exactly wait. that is exactly what was in the box. Wait, I... wait, 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 wait. Was it the, Ave- the other Avengers movie that has, like, Sean Connery in it or whatever? Ralph Fiennes and Uma or... Thurman, buddy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I thought it was no. gonna be the nineteen like thing nineteen sixty show. Yeah. The oh, nineteen wow. version that had Sean Connery, but yeah, I, that's the one I was thinking of. Two British agents team up with <laughs> to stop Sir August De Winter from destroying the world with a weather changing machine. No. Oh, it no. does. Sean Connery is the villain. August De Winter. Oh yes, I was right. So it's Ralph oh Fiennes, God. Uma Thurman, and Sean Connery, which honestly, if we were playing a game of 1-2-3 tonight, <laughs> you would probably call out 3-2-1 with that kind of a cast. Yeah. But, my goodness, so funny. gentlemen, it is rated 3.8 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Oh, damn. Like, that is how wow. low it is. But if you dare to subject yourselves to it, it is for rent on Prime Video, and it's available on Tubi and HBO Max. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> so I've that, had that, was... that conversation with my dad, who, before he actually saw the Avengers movie, I mentioned... Of course, I talked about the Avengers, and he's like, wait, is that that that, that 60s show, that thing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, technically the Avengers were around in the 60s, but it was yes. a different Avengers. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that was that was Captain America on a motorcycle, and the Hulk just had green body paint. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. The good old days. <laughs> Ye oldie days. Uh, Jake, <laughs> did 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 we get your answer? Uh, no. I so I've been debating between 
two of them. One of them is just it's DVD related, um, but you guys both gave DVD ones, and it's not like that interesting. It's just like, oh, I asked for this thing, and I didn't think I was gonna get it because it was kind of a joke, and then I got it. Um, it was uh, uh, Doctor Who uh, series one up through series twelve. I, my dad was like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Oh like, wow! You know, I love uh doctor who like all of new who on dvd and i half i was like half joking and like he was just asking for ideas and then come christmas morning christmas morning bam all the all the dvds oh um, wow. so that that, that wow. was very a uh, very nice surprise um but there's another one and it's gonna make me sound a little like i don't i don't know uh I'll just tell the story, then you you can tell me what you think. But uh, so there's this artist that I follow, a graphic designer named Aaron Draplin, and he came out with a uh, series of, well, basically his own notebook company called Field Notes. I don't know if you've ever heard of Field Notes before, but they're hmm. semi-popular. But it's his company, and um, one year my mom asked me, you know, to give me some Christmas ideas. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so, and I gave her the whole story of Aaron Draplin and this company that he started. I'm like, I would love a set of these notebooks. And, um, and she's like, okay, I'll write it down, write it down. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm like, I think she's going to get them. Like they're, they're not like too, too expensive or anything like that. It seems doable. And, uh, <laughs> come Christmas day, I open up this but looks like a package of field notes uh, shaped package. I'm like, this has to be it. So I open it and there are these notebooks that are not field notes. They're, they're very, they're very like kind of off brand generic uh, version of it. And I was like, I was like, like I didn't know what to say because I was like I gave you the whole story about how I love this artist and and she's like well these were a little cheaper and I was like no oh no <laughs> I was like I like I didn't know what to say because I'm like okay I'm thankful but also those weren't what I wanted you know and so oh. I talked to her about it like what do you even say you know do you even talk about it do you do anything and like I was like oh thanks and uh and uh, I think it was like a few days later or whatever. I, I called her up. I was like, did you forget that I wanted the field <laughs> And she's like, no, I just thought they were like similar. And I was like, no, no, like, I don't want to sound spoiled. I am thankful, but I don't think you listened to me when I was telling you about it. But oh, anyway, man. We, we talked about it. And she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was that like that important to you i was like ah oh, it's fine whatever and i ended up buying my own field notes <laughs> so i gave myself a christmas present. there you go but uh yeah so uh yeah That's so funny. now she'll, she'll tease me about it i i can i can see how that would be memorable because we ask for something and we don't quite get what we were looking for i feel fairly certain that my, my granddad like either just found the first thing that said Avengers on the internet and was like, oh, this must yeah. be it. Or yeah. it was cheaper. And I was like, okay, I could get the one that came out this year for 20 bucks, or I could get the one that came out earlier 
for five bucks. Okay, I'll get the five right. buck version. You know, yeah. like I I feel fairly certain our our stories are very similar in that because I mean technically yes. you you did get something to write field notes with. You just didn't get the field notes brand and. Te- right, yeah. Technically, and, I did get the Avengers. It's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and for me, it was just like it's like it, it wasn't even the notebooks that were important. It was like the fact that there was this whole story behind it, and I really liked the guy right. that um, created them and stuff. Right. And, and that seemed to be the part my mom forgot <laughs> forgot about. So, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, 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 was, it was still a good Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, some sometimes the the best Christmases are the ones that you end up just enjoying the company, and it's less about the gift and more about the memories that you make. For sure. And the the older I've gotten, the more I look forward to giving gifts. I look forward to like I'm like because yes. you do because you get into the grift of like oh I'm thinking about this or whatever else, and if you get something like you know they're gonna love, like that's mm-hmm. the best. That's the best. You, really you're good. like yeah. you're, like you 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 like forget about oh I'm supposed to get stuff too. I just want to give them this gift because I want to see their reaction. That's yes. the thing. Yes, I I love yeah, the uh, I love the gratification of of you know seeing what's on their list, getting what's on their list, and then seeing like the happy responses of oh I actually got this thing that was on my list and I wasn't expecting to. Exactly. It was that was that was really fun. Um, Jake, I've I've just got to ask because it's been so long since we've gotten to talk. Like, can can you can you just discuss for a couple of minutes of of what a day in the life of Jake looks and feels like right now? Because it it's oh, been man. so long since anybody's heard from you on this show or or gotten yeah. to to find out like what you're up to like you're married now you've got kids now like you're a totally different person than when you were on the show when i when you, when i first came on as a host i i was living with my parents i had a pretty normal 9 to 5 um and obviously not married no kids or anything like that um but yeah it's very different now and not in a bad way. I, li- I like my life now for sure. I have uh, two daughters, two and uh, one, and wow. um, and I have a wife. We've been married for over five years, and um, I my current job is I've, I've, I'm a truck driver for JB Hunt, and I'm sure I mean you you can see JB Hunt trucks everywhere but um they have accounts in, in certain places and we have in central pa we have a grocery store called giant and so my job is oh, usually early afternoon one two three in the afternoon um i'll get a a load set up and i'll drive to york which is about 40 minutes away from my house and uh, get in my truck and get my paperwork from the office. Um, I'll back up to my trailer and then I'll drive to uh, two or three giant grocery stores and deliver uh, pallets of groceries, basically. And then usually I get home 10, 12 hours later and that's my day. So, um, yeah. Can I just say really quick, I think truck drivers 
are one of the most people like you are the most underappreciated aspect of our society. Being of which is because literally if you consume anything, if you buy anything, whatever, it probably rode on a truck at some point or another. Like literally our society would crumble. (laughs) Like like truck drivers, you should guys should unionize. You could get whatever you want because (laughs) if you just stop doing what you're doing, the the world would crumble, okay? America would be at at things because there's just so much that things like you see you go – Literally anywhere you can see trucks everywhere, and right. they are hugely important. So you know, I don't care well, what you're hauling; it's important. Yeah, I mean, things have to get somewhere somehow, and I would say, you know, besides your obvious like cargo planes and ships and things that bring things overseas, you know, if we're talking um, domestic, it's like you know, you got to get groceries from a warehouse to five grocery stores that's going on a truck baby um so yeah i i my eyes were not really open to that but i mean my dad's been a truck driver we actually work at the same account which is cool so we see each other uh pretty often but um he's been a truck driver for uh several years like eight eight years at this point and um you know i always kind of knew about why it was an important part of the infrastructure of the United States and just the the world in general. But once I started doing it and, you know, you got to stay at a truck stop or whatever, and you're, you're just one of like hundreds of trucks at this one truck stop. It's like, wow, I'm really part of a bigger thing here, you know? So it's, it's pretty great. I like it. I, I think it's, um, you know, I find a lot of purpose in it and, um, yeah, I'm, very fortunate to be able to do it what is like the the farthest you've had to drive for work like how how big of a road trip have you had to go on oh boy so i think i think the longest one i ever did and there are people that do ones way way longer than this but when i first started i had to go out over the road now i'm local you know i'm home every night which is nice but for i don't know the first six months or so of me driving uh i would go from like you know like uh i'd I'd pick up a load down in north carolina and take it up to maine or i'd pick up in maine and go over to detroit so there were a lot of a lot of ones like that i think maybe the longest one was the entire east coast I'm, i'm if i'm remembering correctly i think we picked up and this is when i was training too um, so it was me and another guy, but we uh, picked up a load in, in Maine or something like that, something way up north, and took it all the way down to near Orlando, Florida. So. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and we, we didn't stop. You know, we stopped for fuel once, but, you know, when you're driving with two people, which I do not enjoy. There are people that enjoy that. I really don't. I, I like being by myself a lot. But, um, you know, I'm at the, on the top bunk, so... We, the way truck driving works is like you have a clock and you're only allowed to drive 11 hours per day and you have to take a break in there at some point. But um, then you have to take a 10 hour break before you can drive again. So Uh after I would drive for 11 hours, then the other guy in the truck would get in the driver's uh, side and I would just be in the top bunk bouncing around for 10 hours trying to get sleep. And that was miserable. Let me tell you what, but Oh gosh. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm much happier driving alone and being able to get in my own bed every night now. <laughs> you said that it's like a 10 to 12 hour shift, though. If you're starting in mid-afternoon, are you getting in at the middle of the night, waking up the girls? Uh, well, I mean, the girls are fast asleep. We They have a white noise machine in their room that helps them sleep, you know. It's, it's like the sound of it i think it's the sound of a dryer and we liked it so much that we put it we put one in our room too and it really <laughs> helps us sleep but they it takes a lot to wake them up so. dude i i have a, a app on my phone i think it's called better sleep and yes. and i i have to use like the sound of a of a waterfall because yeah like yeah. nature sounds and and even like I live like less than a mile away from a major highway, and so you'll hear cars zipping up and down the road sometimes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that that type well, of randomness and maybe like a random siren or something going off. I just I can't sleep with that kind of inconsistency um, yeah. of auditory input like that. Well, I should have looked up an app or something like Better Sleep or something like that um, because the this last couple of days I've been doing this this uh i've been working at a different account for um just like a couple of weeks but i've been having to stay in hotels every couple of days so i have been away a little bit but i'm so used to the white noise at home that when i'm trying to fall asleep in a hotel it's almost like eerie like i'm like it is too quiet so i put the tv (laughs) on and just like listen to history channel or whatever while i'm falling asleep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude. They there's like a free there's like a uh, some free sounds on the app. So yeah, I don't um, know why I didn't think of that. It's it it's been super helpful because I I take my phone everywhere, so I just take that app everywhere. Wow, that's it's, great. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen yep. Schindler. This podcast is sponsored by Better Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, Better Help has been like a big time sponsor of a lot of podcasts that I've been listening to lately. Like. Yeah. A lot of the shows that I've been listening to are being like advocates of of mental health and stuff, but you yeah. know they're 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 doing it because they're being paid to do it. I, I wonder if we could get on board with the better help train, or it, maybe we don't have a big enough listenership because most of the people I listen to are like celebrities or comedians or yeah. like TV show personalities or whatever, and we're just three guys and one of them's driving a truck, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> two three what is that two guys and a truck driver or something like that that would be that'd be a, a, yep. a funny podcast name but <laughs> yeah. um well dude i'm i'm just super gratified to hear that you're doing well that you're happy that um that, that your family is doing well like obviously we keep in touch via chat but uh like like we've we've said off air and we'll we'll say it on air we love you and we miss you and we're glad you're here tonight and there's always a standing invite if you have another weird night like this one where the stars align to to have you on so we're we're glad you're here well thank you i love being here so thanks for bringing me on um we're going to go to the next segment now, and, and Jake, you can be thinking about um, what you want to, to answer to this one. It's, it's very simple and, and very straightforward, and it's going to be super casual this this time around. It's just called What You Been Watching. And um, Ben has something that he's going to bring up that he's been watching recently. I saw a movie recently that I'm going to try to, to deep dive into for a few minutes. So... Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be super casual, but if you've seen a movie or a show or something that you want to 
pitch to the audience to to tell them to try it out as well because you've enjoyed what you've been watching then that's kind of what this next segment's all about nice um ben did you want me to to lead off we've kind of got it like bookended right now did you want me to lead off with uh the little the little trip that i made first and then we'll get into the tv show stuff that's perfectly fine with me. Okay, so this segment's going to be kind of hyphenated with um, what you've been doing as well, because um, <laughs> about two weeks ago, I got to make my third pilgrimage to uh, Disneyland. And uh, the third time was probably, I would dare say, the, the most magical of them. Um, not to discredit the the amazingness that we had in 2019 when we went to go see rise of skywalker and we all hung out at galaxy's edge saw the falcon for the first time ben but um let me tell you there's there's something really special about seeing disney through the eyes of a child and we went with my three and a half almost four-year-old nephew and he was seeing these these disney characters in costume brought to life and he's he's like getting to wave to Mickey Mouse and he's getting to experience the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and there were stormtroopers patrolling Galaxy's Edge and all this sort of thing and it was just really really cool to see Disney through the eyes of a child and then it was my wife's first time to go to Disneyland she'd been to Disney World a few times but never been to Disneyland and so I got to like experience the park like it was my first time because I'm watching it through her first time as well. So that was uh, definitely a highlight of the trip. But an- another thing that was kind of interesting was my part of the reason that I went with my family out there was for a music festival that was happening at Dodger Stadium. Ooh. And it, uh, it was all um, Mexican music. It was all in Spanish. And oh, wow. the and this festival was like, I want to say 500 bucks a ticket because it had like 40 or 50 different artists that were playing. And we we kind of decided, you know what, if, if I'm only going to recognize a few songs and might not enjoy myself as much as my wife and my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, then maybe I should kind of do my own thing for a few hours while they go and enjoy the festival. That way everybody gets the most out of their, out of their time and their money. And so it was, it was pretty cool that they, they went to Dodger stadium and then I went down to Hollywood and got to meet up with one of our longtime IPC friends. And we're going to actually get to hear from him at the end of the show I I met up and had dinner with the one and only Stephen Schinder. Amazing. Um, and it was it was he's so coming cool. up a lot on this episode. Yeah, he has. He's 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 live in the chat with us, and I think I saw Danny Dukes tuning in uh, as well. So you know, if he if he sends in comments, we try to highlight them a little bit, but um. We we went to the TCL Chinese Theater and um, did some people watching, went to the Hard Rock Cafe, and uh, we'll give our review of, of what we ate at Hard Rock in a certain food-related segment later on. Um, but then I also got to take a selfie with a Darth Vader impersonator. There was a big um, 
Hulk statue that I took a picture with. And towards the end, I wanted to, you know, find some place to, uh, to, to watch some football because there was football on. And Steven uh, had to tend to his pup. And so as soon as Steven left, I went into like a like an Irish pub and was drinking a lot of Irish coffee. I think nice. I, I think I had two plus some other drinks. I think I had a vodka Red Bull. I think I had a couple of beers. So I had I had a really fun time that night getting to hang out with Steven and then hang out in a bar and do more people watching, do some drinking and watching football. And then when the festival was over, everybody kind of met up over there and we had one more drink together. So it was, it was a pretty fun trip all around. It was a whirlwind. We got there like Friday night and left on like Monday afternoon. So it was only like two full days and a couple of partials, but we got a lot done and and had a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy going to SoCal, but man, I don't think I could live there. Cost of of living is just too damn high, man. I could only do it for about eight months. (laughs) It's it's a wonderful place to visit, but I'm just like, nah, not me, man. (laughs) But, I mean, the fact that you even got to live there, Jake, is is pretty astounding because there's there's so much to experience and so much to do. I I bet you got a, a ton of memories in, even if it was just for a few months. Definitely a lot of memories, yeah, and... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate how it ended, just because I got really sick and I I couldn't work. You know, I had no idea what was going on. Still don't know why I was sick, but you know, I I think moving back over to the East Coast is definitely the right move long term. Because hey, I mean, I started dating my now wife, so yeah, yeah, you you got you got all romantic and stuff, and then yeah, man. and then had kids and stuff, which is. California changes a man. What can I say? <laughs> it changes you and convinces you that you shouldn't have left in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I I am glad I got that experience. I do, I do not regret living in California, but uh, I I think I would have regretted it if I decided to stay for too long. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Um, if you were to go back to California for a visit. Yeah. Where where would you want to go and what would you want to do? Would you want to do some of the um, the touristy things like like I just listed, or would you try to find some kind of obscure adventure to take out there? I think I would want to go to like I don't know San Diego for Comic Con. Yeah. Um, you know maybe that's maybe that's happening. I don't know. Uh, next year maybe I'll see Ben and uh, Zach. Are you going or not? So I'm having some issues with my PTO at work right now. Oh, okay. And uh, trying to figure out exactly how many vacation days I do and do not have. And yeah. so until I get that sorted out, I don't know if a trip to San Diego is in the cards. And from what I understand, tickets are pretty much sold out anyway. So if I did yeah. anything, I would just be hanging out with people after the con, which is still but... cool because there's plenty to do in San Diego. Don't get me wrong. We went there for our honeymoon. And there is a ton to do in San Diego. There's different entertainment districts. There's a ton of different beaches. Uh, We went to a Padres game. So, like, there's there's plenty to do out there that wouldn't involve the con. But, yeah, I think think the the Comic-Con is definitely on my bucket list, too. 
I, I mean, I've had plenty. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, no, no. No, you, you go ahead. You're good. Uh, well, I, I was just going to say I've had plenty of uh, things that I've wanted to go to that just definitely didn't work out for work-related things. So I, I am feeling kind of lucky that I get to do this. Yeah. And by the sounds of things, I'm pretty lucky to have gotten Friday and Saturday tickets because that, for whatever reason, did not pan out for a lot of people. Um, mm. And I, I think... Ben, I mean, I'm not sure what tickets you ended up getting, Ben, but it does seem like a lot of us are going to be going some days and not other days. And... Yeah, I I did I did better than I thought I would. Still didn't yeah. get all the days. Still didn't get all the days. Yeah. Also, still have to work out my hotel situation. It's going to be a thing. I'm 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 like as soon as like it hits New Year's, I'm going to start panicking because I'm like yep. I'm like oh I actually have to make this trip happen somehow, both yeah. financially and logistically. I have to make this happen, and I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've got to take things like one trip at a time, you know, because like it was, it was such a crazy turnaround. My, my boss got me tickets to a Texas Longhorns game the day after Thanksgiving, oh, wow. and and so we were going down to Austin. It's about a three and a half hour drive. We went down to Austin to uh, to watch the football game, and then the very next weekend was the California trip, and so. Oh, wow. I'm like, I, I can't think about California until I'm done with Austin, but my wife's like, we need to make sure we lock down this Airbnb. And I was like, I know you're right, but I, I can't do this out of order. And so, like, yeah. I, I, I get it. I love traveling. I love, love traveling. Sure. What what I don't love is my job telling me, hey, you need to work more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right with you, man. <laughs> like, I'm... And- I'm 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 grateful for my job. Don't get me wrong. I I I love the employment. I love the health benefits. Uh, I love the fact that they're offering me a promotion and a raise. Like wow. I I've I've made waves in that job in like just four four and a half years. And so wow. for for that I'm grateful. But man, there's there's so many things that I want to see and so many experiences that I want to do. And yeah. you know some of those I want to do before I have kids. So that I can make them a priority and be able to experience things with them when that time comes. Um, but I know everything's a balancing game, and uh, honestly, I'm I'm kind of taking a page out of your playbook, trying to figure out how to strike that balance. Because uh, it seems like it's tough. It, it it is tough, but it seems like you've you found it for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we're like the other thing too is like yes i love traveling and i do get to scratch that itch a little bit with this job but uh, you know when you've gone you know the same 300 mile radius over and over and over and over and over uh it's like oh, all dude. right i'd love to go go back out west check something out go dude. to a different country check something out dude um, i'm i'm with you because like this this dallas metroplex we we've got like I want to say about 550 machines within a 200, 300 mile radius. Yeah. And we're basically hitting up those same machines every week. Yeah. yeah. And and so like I go to the same place and the, like people recognize me. They know me when I walk in. They're like, hey, it's the ATM guy. And I'm like, shush, don't give me away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. And wear your sunglasses and your yeah. baseball hat, Captain America style. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I do. Like, we we don't wear a whole lot of stuff like Brinks people do. We, right. We we try to be a little more clandestine and be like get in, get out, get on with life type of thing, so that people don't know what we're doing until it's too late. But yeah. But when people expect you every Wednesday and you come in every Wednesday, they're like, hey, 
ATM man, how you doing? And I'm like, shut up. Yep. So I, I, I'm Hey, great. guy with a lot of money on him. Yeah, bug. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't think they realize that they're, like, putting your safety at risk when they do that. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I'm with you because, like, today I got to go up to a casino in Oklahoma for my work today. And yeah. I was grateful for the respite that I didn't have to go to Fort Worth again. I didn't have to go to Dallas again. Like, I had something a little bit different in the routine that I got to do. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, change, changing up your routine is, is, is you have to do it every once in a while. You have to mm-hmm. just do yeah. something different because you'll drive yourself insane. Just continuing to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. That's literally yeah. the definition of insanity. So which we all oh, do yeah. it. We all get in a groove. I'm of, guilty. And it, there's, there's comfort in like, I know what to expect. I'm going to work tomorrow. I know yeah. what to expect, but yeah. then, it, then it gets out of out of control. Sometimes you're like, I wish I had control, but then it's yeah. boring when it's in control. Yeah. 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 And and the other thing I was gonna say too is like the I would say one of the hardest things right now in my life is that I'm like such a creative person. Like I love making things, I love building things. You know, I have all these yeah. projects that like I've been thinking about doing for so long and. We've been in the same apartment, you know, third floor apartment for uh, four years at this point. We're saving up for a house. We're still, you know, paying off all our debt, all that stuff. And it's just it feels like it's taking forever. And I just don't have a place to like let myself be creative, you know, and have an outlet for that. So that's like one of the hardest things right now is just not having that. But eventually. And and something you have to remember, I think we all do this. I'm just like when you you always like you simultaneously like look forward to like i'm going to be in a better place in my life in five to ten years like i want to be i want to have the dream job with the dream house with the dream family and all this kind of stuff but then you look at your job and you're like well you get a job it's like oh this is for life this is forever i'm gonna be doing (laughs) this forever it's like no a job can just be for a few years i'm just doing this i'm doing this thing right now for a little while till I get to where I want to go. It's just stepping stone. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Um, ultimately, you just have to take it one day at a time. Yeah, and I have all these, I have all these like aspirations too of of starting my own thing, you know, because I would love to work from home and and be around the family more, and also, you know, choose my own income in terms of building a business and scaling up, you know. And so I'm learning a lot about that type of stuff while i'm driving just learning about business learning because you know i'm way more creative than i am business minded and that yeah i'm trying to balance that out yeah. too so yeah i get that because that that's that's one of the hardest parts about what i'm doing right now with trying to start up my llc is like i would love to be able to use broadcasting as my source of income yeah and and to an extent like I do get certain things paid for when I'm doing baseball broadcasts, but as soon as baseball season ends, the bro- the the income ends, and I gotta go right. back, gotta go back to doing the other thing again, and so I gotta figure out how to make it a consistent living so that it's it's something that I can I can depend on instead of something that I can enjoy. I do enjoy it, I just can't depend yes. on it yet. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what we've been doing is. <laughs> working <laughs> but the segment's called what you've been watching <laughs> yeah um jake if you need another minute to think about something that you want to to elaborate on i i'll 
uh, toss it over to Ben because he's been watching something that is of interest to all three of us, actually. Yes. In fact, I think one of the last times we discussed this on this show was when maybe Jake was on the show more regularly um, because it's been about I think I added up about eight years <laughs> since the last time I watched this particular show. And my first time watching this show was for an episode of IPC where I watched for the first time. And I it think that like our I titled it. It's like our 10th episode or something like that, wasn't it? Something like that. But I know the point of the episode was Ben watches Doctor Who for the uh-huh. first time ever. And for those episodes, for I think it was at least one, I think we came back to it subsequently with a few other ones. But like the purpose of that episode was I watched the entire first season. I know it's not technically the first season, but it was the first season of the rebooted, the continuation series that we're watching yes. now um, of Doctor Who with, you know, um, Eccleston, yep. the ninth doctor, all that stuff rose. You know, that was my first foray to Doctor Who. I really did enjoy it. And so awesome. we got done with that. And and I ended up watching a little bit into the Tenant era and then somehow fell off. And then I think we came back to it in the Compaldi era, and I watched some of that. because That was current at the time. So you completely skipped over 11. Well, yeah, because Matt Smith – like I think <sighs> what happened was we were watching – I was watching 9 right at the t- tail end of 11's tenure because I think uh, right after that – we watched. I remember watching the first episode of Capaldi's run because yes. he just regenerated, and ten, and Matt and, and Matt Smith, yeah, the, the, the sexy woman dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. um, that was a wild episode. Um, and so we went into that, and I remember watching some of that. We watched a couple of finales or the or the series premieres, I think. But ultimately, I kind of fell off the Doctor Who train for a very long time. Yeah. I missed most everything between between Eccleston leaving. And now I've missed almost everything. Um, But Doctor Who is on Disney Plus now, if you hadn't heard. Um, For us Americans, it is available. And weirdly enough, last time I watched Doctor Who, David Tennant was the Doctor. Now he's the Doctor again. (laughs) So so I'm like, okay – why, what better yet to to jump on back on the Doctor Who train than than you know David Tennant is back as the Doctor. So yes, I for those who are unaware, there were three new specials that were just released. Um, David Tennant was back as the Doctor, um, as the fourteenth Doctor, I think is his official title. And he's oh, literally yeah. the fourteenth Doctor. So I watched all three of the specials, and I have to say they're great. They're they were really. Really great. If you have Disney Plus, which I feel like most people do these days, um, definitely give them a shot. Even if you haven't watched the episode, like there was some stuff that I wasn't totally caught up on. Like, it's funny. The purpose of this episode, these new episodes, was like, oh, this is the return of Donna Noble. This is the the reuniting of Donna and the Doctor. This 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 favorite pair of Doctor and companion from back. I never saw Donna the first time. I never got that far in the series. So this is my first exposure to Donna. So the whole reunion is just an introduction for me. And yes, it's great, but they do enough to fill in the gaps. I think if you haven't been with Doctor Who for a while, I think it's a great jumping on point. And then it leads up to, obviously, uh, Shurigawa coming in as the 15th Doctor. Um, And this is going to be Christmas Day. We're going to get the first episode of his. I'm very much looking forward to that. But yeah, that has made me 
a little Doctor Who crazed now um, because yeah. like yeah. literally the background on my phone is is the TARDIS. So like I'm I'm yeah. fully I'm all in. I'm all in on this Doctor Who thing. And so I am simultaneously watching new episodes of Doctor Who with David Tennant while watching old episodes of Doctor Who with David Tennant that I have not watched yet. So <laughs> and I, I watched I watched one where they were in Lon- they were in like 1940s London and there was people getting their faces peeled off by TVs. That was a good episode. I like that one. Oh yeah. Man, oh, yeah. it's it's been so long since I've dove into that world. I I was into it for such a long time, and I was singing its praises to anybody who would listen. And now I'm watching House of the Dragon, going, "Oh man, this is this is Matt Smith's best role. What the <laughs> hell?" Like and then, I yeah. and then I and then I watched enough of House of Dragon to be to go. Oh, that's that's uh, uh, that's Matt Smith's dick. I didn't need to see that. Never mind. <laughs> I, I never saw that scene. Oh man! You imagine? Didn't. I've seen scenes on YouTube of Matt Smith in that show, and he and, looks like he does a really great show. And imagine, imagine being a Doctor Who fan, watching oh, no. House yeah. of the Dragon just for Matt yeah. Smith, and you're like, oh. Yeah. That's the wrong sonic screwdriver. Oh, it's uh, bigger on the inside. <laughs> See, that's what I have to look forward to. See, I'm working my way through Tenet to get up to Matt Smith. Now I have to look forward to him regenerating into Matt Smith and going, oh, wow, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So Steven's got a few thoughts on, on Doctor Who while we're, while we're on the subject. He said he's been listening to a lot of audio dramas lately, and he felt that the first two episodes – we're closer to like an 8 out of 10, while the third one was closest to 10 out of 10. And uh, a I lot agree. of these a lot of these episodes are not very first-time viewer-friendly, but the third special had a bare-bones recap of what somebody might have missed. So um, that sounds like it could yeah. be a good jumping-on point. And I've seen a few scenes, including um, when, when the 15th Doctor actually uh, regenerates, which looked really cool, and... Um, Obviously the, the 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 scene with Bernard Cribbins, which yeah, just yeah, made me cry like a little baby because yeah. I I miss that man so much. He was like everybody's grandpa. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. So to to have a scene with him was was definitely cool and and definitely a blessing. So um, there's definitely things about it that I want to watch. I just kind of have to pick and choose like that that's been my phrase for a while jake i don't know if you've been listening to the show while you're driving around and it's okay if not but my phrase for a long time has been i've got to pick and choose what i watch because yeah, that's I, a good good uh mantra yeah. well because you've got only so many hours in a day and yep. how many of those do you want to dedicate towards entertainment versus you know going out to dinner spending quality time with family versus yeah. you know hobbies and recreation that kind of thing like yeah. there's there's just a certain allotment, I, and I, I have found I have found that I have I spend way more or way less time watching movies and way more time listening to podcasts of people talking about movies. I listen to I I I there's so many movies that I know the plot of because I've heard people on podcasts talk about them. I've never yep. seen the movies actually. Yep. Okay, I just realized something, and you two guys are like some of the only people who will get this reference. But podcasts recapping movies? 
are basically modern day wishbone episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not I, wrong. I can't argue with that. <laughs> It's like, it's like, no, I haven't seen the movie, but I have listened to the podcast about it. No, like, yeah, I, like I, bring, <laughs> like bring back Wishbone, but have him like do like just obscure bad movies, like have yeah. have him do like recreate, like dress up as the characters and do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if if Wishbone did like these low budget films that I watch, I <laughs> it would be amazing, but I think he would redo classics like. Imagine if Wishbone did Star Wars. You know, awesome, what I, you know what I mean? I, I, I love I love the idea. Like, what what's the thing that goes around on Twitter every once in a while? Just like, oh yeah, do, let's do a remake of this movie, and it's all Muppets except for you know one yeah. one human. Like, I could see like doing uh, that, but like with Wishbone, I was like, okay, here's yeah. like, <clears throat> you know, there here's Star Wars, but one like Luke, Luke Skywalker is played by. It's played Wishbone. by a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be even. I'd, I'd watch it. I mean, that would be even better than the Family Guy. Like, oh my god. I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing Revenge of the Sith, and it's Ewan McGregor dueling a Jack Russell Terrier on over the lava, <laughs> um, with red, Jack Russell Terrier with red eyes. Yeah. Oh. Peter gets involved. They're like, no, 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 this is animal uh, abuse. Severed with lightsabers. No, no dogs were harmed in the. <laughs> in the desegmentation <laughs> portion of this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I need to I need to stop that or I'm gonna have an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's um, not, I'd rather I'd rather you not die on on air. I mean, no, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a way to go, but I'd rather you yeah, not well, die on the podcast. Yeah, what a way to go, man. No. <laughs> and 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 you know, we we've we've got my my successor on the show with us tonight, so like. Yep. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey you can call me Zach too. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Jake the Voice. <laughs> yep, Jake the Voice. Yep. <laughs> um, Jake, what what gonna... have you what have you been watching? If whenever you get the time for it, is it is it just uh, Bluey and Doc McStuffins these days, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> okay. And the occasion, occasional Bluey. Bluey is great. Um, and uh, actually, not too long ago, I showed my girls uh, the what's that Star Wars show? The kids won the uh, oh Young Jedi Adventures. Young Jedi Adventures, thank you. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really cute, and they love watching it. So you know, I'm de- I'm at the point now where I have my two year old going, "Can we watch Star Wars?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, yes." Absolutely. Oh man, so, that is raising them right. That is yep. the dream. Yep. Um. So that's definitely a, a fun little show. And anytime Yoda pops up in the show, Pilot's like Yoda. So and she knows the difference between Yoda and Grogu too. She knows who's who. Oh, so. smart, smart yeah. kid. Wow. Yep. I feel like we're making. Making a lot of leaps here, but, and there's so many um, people that don't know that. I was <laughs> so about to say know. there are there are some 32 year olds that don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's been fun for sure. Um, my wife and I we're big uh, Great British Baking Show fans, uh, and uh, I mean that's just one of the like if you like 
you want to cozy up on like a rainy day with a cup of tea in a blanket with your lover and sit on the couch and watch something like there's nothing nothing beats the great british baking show and i so we we have been watching that but lately we've actually been watching the uh great british baking show juniors which is just like the show the adult show but it's kids and i think instead of three challenges they have two challenges but uh it's it's so fun and like uh, all the kids are like like yeah some of them are really good and some of them are just not really not as good (laughs) and uh there's lots of very interesting looking outcomes and all the kids are so adorable and it's so funny when they bring up like a dish in front of the judges and it's like the worst looking thing you've ever seen and you can see on the judges faces them like trying to come up with something nice to say oh Oh, Um, man it's, it's very funny to read between the lines in that show but besides that it's just a really fun show to watch so I highly recommend that. Um, and then, yeah, there's not really a lot I've been watching lately. Like, every once in a while, I'll throw on, you know, the, the occasional movie. Um, like, today I started, I don't know if you've ever seen All the President's Men, but that was on Amazon Prime. It stars Robert Redford and uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman, and they play two reporters who were the guys that broke the story about Watergate. Um during the Nixon era. Um, and that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, besides that, man, it's mostly, most of my entertainment is YouTube and podcasts. So. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, oh. there, there's literally nothing wrong with that, dude. And yeah, <laughs> that this, this segment is not meant to call you out and be like, Oh, Jake, you haven't been watching anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I guess I could recommend a podcast I've been listening to while yeah. I'm at it. Um, what I've been li- this is what I've been listening to with Jake. Um, this uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast called What Went Wrong, but it is uh, it's a podcast that basically there's two hosts and one of them they'll swap every other week. So one of them. Uh, one week will bring a bunch of info about a movie and everything that went wrong with the production during the movie. And the other one just kind of like reacts to it. They discuss it. And it's, it's very interesting that the next week, another one will do it, but they they talk about, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm going to, I'm going to add this to my up next. This is, this is making, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, uh, Big Trouble in a Little China, Galaxy Crest, yes, um, The Princess Bride. Yeah. There's a lot. Of Lord of the Rings. Okay, this is. I'm. I'm gonna. You just turned me on to something. I, this is cool. I, I really recommend the Galaxy Quest episode. That is uh, a fantastic episode. They. They. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, re- I recommend all of them, but it, it's. It, it. They talk about all the good, and all the bad. Mostly the bad. It's like wow. Like <laughs> a, a lot of these movies that you love, you just don't realize how big of a nightmare it was actually getting it made and you know you, they'll, they'll go through years of making a movie and then it doesn't make any of its money back and it actually loses money and you know you get the the hot gossip on who was who was a nightmare on set 
um, you know, like you, you really learn a lot about uh, people and just how movies are made and um, a very, very good podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we all love Galaxy Quest here. I just listened to the Galaxy Quest episode <laughs> and that surprisingly emotional episode for sure. Wow. Uh, um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Oh, man. I I have been exploring the world of audiobooks because yes. um, my Spotify premium account just added audiobooks to part of your subscription. Yeah. I get I get like 15 hours a month or something, and a lot of books are kind of in the 14 to 16 hour long range, and so it's basically one book per month. And I started listening to Thrawn. Yes. And my. You and I both are listening to Thrawn. My gosh. Well, you're you're probably ahead of me because I'm literally on like book one, chapter eleven or twelve or something like that. Like I I literally just dipped my feet into it not too long ago, after I found out about it about it being a part of my premium account, but. The, the part that I enjoy so much is it doesn't sound like just a straight up reading. Like the the actor, the, 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 the guy who reads it creates voices for all the different characters so that you can kind of distinguish one from the other during their conversations. Yeah. And it's it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to try to anticipate Thrawn's moves. And then be surprised when he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and saves the day. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. So it's really enhancing my experience of him with Rebels. And it's really enhancing, you know, how I perceive him in Ahsoka and seeing how it connects to, you know, Legends and how he behaved in Legends versus how he behaves in Canon and... It's just all of it is is super super enlightening. Really really enjoying it. Yeah, the, that that first Thrawn book is great. Like I I kind of lost interest in that series after the after the third one of six. I think is what we got. There's um, six. I think there there's I'm pretty sure there's six Thrawn books because there's three with Thrawn and there's three like ascendancy books that are about like his home world and all that kind of stuff on um, which I'm yeah. just like, I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure. I'm, in, I'm, I'm that in, I'm not, I'm not, I like Thrawn. I don't like him that much that like, I want backstory, but <laughs> yeah. like, um, like that first book is, is genuinely great. And the other ones are good too. Cause I think it's the third one where it's the, there's a, there's like it, dual it, plot lines and he's meeting Anakin and Vader. They're having adventures in the past and present. That one's really cool too. Oh man. I got something to look forward to then. I'm yeah. I'm o- I'm only in the first book, but I'm I'm really curious, and and please don't give away any spoilers, but I'm really curious to see what happens to his aide Vanto, because yeah. we don't we don't see him in the Ahsoka show, so something happens between the book and Ahsoka, or even I don't think we see him in Rebels either, so something happens between the book and Rebels that I'm well, I'm and- I'm truly intrigued by. And I don't, I don't have any spoilers to give because I don't think they followed that up yet. I don't think ah. they've actually, 
Um, I think that's still a loose thread that we have not found out about yet. So, oh, um, man, but I was literally about to say that. What if what if he's like <laughs> risen through the ranks and changed his name and he's Captain Enoch now? That yeah, would that's be that's really cool. That would be, but that would be man, but it definitely hot, hot toys. Hot toys just released the Captain Enoch. Uh, the, the oh, I saw that. I saw that. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you read through those first three novels, um, especially the Anakin Thrawn one, um, I mean, the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka series, like Thrawn's like last little speech there to Ahsoka talking about, I knew your master. Um, that's a direct call to those books, like direct reference. That's Filoni like oh, calling those books out. Man. So um, there you go. You'll have something to look forward to there. Yeah, I definitely do. Definitely do. Okay. Um Unless anybody has anything else, I'm I'm going to spend a, a few moments talking about something that I would consider a contender for movie of the year for 2023. Oh. Oh. And since we're on the tail end of December, I think this is a, a justifiable claim uh, to make. And I cannot stress this enough to you guys and to whoever's listening – if you have the opportunity, it is absolutely 110% worth it to see Godzilla Minus One on the big screen. It, yeah. it has oh. such amazing blending of, of, of CGI and practical effects... It, it has such great storytelling. It's got fantastic acting and music and, and set design. The, the premise is unlike anything else that we've seen this year. It's not really a monster movie. It, it's, a, it's a human story with a monster component. And it's so cool to see your main character that's basically fighting his own beasts and seeing him overcome his internal fears manifested in the way that he helps save the day in defeating the actual beast in Godzilla. And, you know, because it's Godzilla, the the lore doesn't really call for him to necessarily, quote-unquote, die. But he does save the day and in that he also kind of saves himself and it's just it's so so intriguing and so compelling i i enjoyed it way more than i thought i would and i already went into it with decent expectations just from the other reviews that i heard and those reviews just did not do it justice it, it's gotta be top five movies of 2023 for me i i think i made a facebook post that put it at like number two or something because it just it has blown cinema out of the water for me this year yeah i have not gotten to see it yet but every review that i've uh watched on it has given it such high praise and i like Based on everything I've seen from it, all the all the trailers and clips, very intriguing, looks great, and um, I meant to go see it in theaters, and I, I still haven't been able to do it. I think it might be out by this point, um, but I'm definitely uh, gonna rent it for sure when it's out. 
Yeah, you're you're like the tenth or twelfth person that I've heard rave about this movie, and yeah. it wasn't it hasn't been on my radar mainly because like I'm not that big of a Godzilla fan. Like I I've I saw like I like the first I think it was the first movie post I say post in air quotes post the pandemic uh, when movie theaters opened back up was Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Um, and that was the first movie I saw yeah. in a theater in like first time in like two years. Um, so that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. And I, I saw Kong Skull Island a year or so ago for the first time. And um, other than that, I really haven't seen much. So this wasn't on my radar. But then I start like obviously the 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 concept is intriguing because you're like, oh, it's a it's a it's a modern Japanese Godzilla movie like going back like speaking of going back to the source material going back to where this began where this franchise began and having the the, the people that originally you know um you know originated the character had getting their take on this I love that and then the whole premise of just like it being set in the in, the, in back way back I think is it the 40s or 50s um that's really intriguing um but other than that I was like okay whatever and then hearing the the reviews I'm like okay yeah, I, if I if I had a chance, I definitely would have seen it. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance now before Christmas. But like, uh, yeah, that's um. Apparently, it's it's doing even better in the states than it is in Japan. So uh, like, word of mouth is spreading. I think. So um, I it, it here's the other thing that that really blows my mind is this movie was made on a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah. Jeez. They did this whole film. Like there are some explosions in here. There's some CGI on Godzilla in it. There's like a naval battle that takes place where they use warships as part of their defense um, against Godzilla. And like you pay for the CGI, you pay for the sets and the destruction, you pay for the acting, like everything. The, the production, the editing, the directors, all of it costs you a total of $15 million. That is just mind-blowing to me. I, I saw on, t- on Twitter somebody say, this is proof that American Hollywood is just one big money, money laundering scheme. <laughs> It's true. It's just like it's like like all the all the money people in Hollywood like need to be studying this movie. Like this is how you make a good movie that doesn't cost like five hundred million dollars. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. maybe you know, maybe you'll make your budget back if you spend it. That's just a <laughs> maybe you won't have so many flops problem. if you're if you're not you know breaking the bank from from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Crazy. And here here's the thing, and and. Are, are you guys okay if I delve into, like, plot just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so for those of you that maybe don't want it, here's a spoiler warning. You can jump ahead 30, 60 seconds or whatever. Your main character is a Japanese kamikaze fighter pilot. In the tail end of World War II, who deserts his mission and then the americans drop the a-bombs and the war is over and he returns home alive which according to their culture is a disgrace because he was supposed to die honorably as a kamikaze pilot and so not only does he have like this 
survivor's guilt because he survived the war and his family didn't. He also survives an encounter with Godzilla in the first act of the movie, whereas everybody else around him pretty much dies. So he's got war survivor's guilt. He's got Godzilla survivor's guilt. He's got the disgrace of returning home alive. And he has no family because they're all dead. He has no home because it's been destroyed. Like, he is basically rebuilding his life with no honor, no family, no job, no prospects, nothing. And he basically has to, like, reconstruct and redefine himself while dealing with the PTSD of encountering a literal monster. Yeah. Just you saying that makes me interested in it because, like... Godzilla from 2014, it's like you just do not care about Aaron Taylor right. Johnson's character that much. Because uh, they don't give you anything to care about. He's just a guy, exactly. you know? Exactly. And, and with this, it's like there's a lot of emotional weight that makes you attach to him and identify with him. Exactly. And you care about what happens to him. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's been, I think that's been a big problem with these movies because the American versions of these movies, I should say, is I think a lot of people go like, oh, you know, there's too many humans. We don't care about the humans. I think I think that's not – the response to that isn't like, we'll just take the humans out of it. It's just like, no, write better humans. Yes. <laughs> Make the humans well, yes. where you actually care about them. I, I would say the best human character in the 2014 one is is uh, is Brian Cranston's character. You know, he has an emotional scene with his wife, and guess what? He gets he, he dies like you know <laughs> half an hour into the movie. It's like okay, there was our guy that we cared about. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the MonsterVerse movies in the USA they they get really good actors, but then they they don't really do anything with them. Like yeah. you, you in in King of the Monsters, you get a Game of Thrones alumni playing as a as a as an activist, I believe. And I'm sitting here going, man, I watched Charles Dance just carve people up in Game <laughs> of Thrones. Like he was a, a a phenomenal actor. And then he Great. gets these cheesy ass lines in Godzilla that don't mean anything, <laughs> and I yeah. can't latch on to him the way that I did. I mean, even Millie Bobby Brown is amazing as Eleven, and then she gets the role in, in these Godzilla movies, and they're, like, they're cheesily written and very, you know, poorly done, and I can't yeah. I can't gravitate to her the way that I, I do in Stranger <laughs> Things. And so, yeah, the, the human element is just a, a far, far afterthought in the MonsterVerse, whereas it is at the forefront of this movie. Yeah. I... I... I'm not here to like rag on on the franchise or anything, but to see where like and I would say, you know, Godzilla 2014 is actually a fun watch, you know, despite the lack of good human characters. And I think it's a good monster movie, you know, Um, and then I did not see Kong Skull Island. I did see King of the Monsters and I did not see Godzilla versus Kong, but. You know, I'm hearing all this stuff about Godzilla minus one and how good it is, and then that that trailer dropped for Godzilla and Kong, uh, the the sequel, whatever it's called. Yeah. And and there's just that scene in the end of like Godzilla like running 
with Kong, and Kong's got like a robotic arm, and I'm I'm just thinking like how how has it fallen this far? It is it is yeah. wild though. It is wild though that like the Godzilla like the monster verse like it has expanded so much. We've got simultaneously we have you know this monarch show which is supposed to be really good i haven't seen it yeah, I've, yeah, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard it's really good i've heard it's good like things nuanced too. yeah human focused story um Kurt yeah exactly both yeah that's the whole that that is an amazing pairing of actors um yeah. so like i love that um and then we have you know this godzilla minus fun which is like being like you're saying you're not the only person saying like this is one of the best movies of the year like that's amazing and then we have yeah. the ridiculousness of godzilla versus uh, godzilla x kong and godzilla <laughs> versus kong is ridiculous enough okay spoiler alert there's a mecha godzilla in the in the third act and it's it's as ridiculous as it sounds um so yeah. you know which that's part of godzilla lore i mean like i get right that, but like there's just something about that scene of those. But then two there's the, there's the, there's hollow there's a hollow earth and then the brand yeah. Kyrie Henry is a who is a really good actor is like playing this podcaster dude which it, it, this conspiracy theorist um yeah. just it's it's a it's that that universe like you gotta applaud them for like committing to the absurdity of just like this uh, is yeah. we're not taking this too seriously this is just uh, balls to the walls insanity. I hope they understand what they're doing and what it is. Cause like, I am totally down for like, okay, they understand this is, this is garbage and it's just a fun, <laughs> stupid time at the movies. I, I understand that. That's fine. But I'm just like, like it, it just seems so different in tone. Like, like the scene of Godzilla running like that versus how he was kind of portrayed in 2014, the 2014 one. I was like, that seemed very different to me, but I guess everything changed. It's funny that we mentioned the 2014 one because I'm looking at the trivia for Godzilla Minus One and Gareth Edwards was the director for the 2014 film. I don't know if y'all knew that. He he directed Godzilla 2014. You there? That's true. Jake, did, did we lose you? Oh, did we lose him? He's coming back. He's kind of cutting in and out. Hello, hello. hello. I think go through a bad zone. That's possible. The man is driving. It's it's a miracle we've kept him this long. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there real. you are. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> I hear you now. Okay, good deal, good deal. Um, I was I was circling back to minus one, looking at the at the trivia for it, and the 2014 director Gareth Edwards said that he attended the uh, a screening of the film before it released. And he described a sensation of jealousy while he was watching the film and went on the record saying, this is what a Godzilla movie should be like. Wow. Well, good on him for being honest about how he felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, That takes a lot of humility, I think. I I, I did not know that this was the the tagline, like this is the purpose of why they called it Minus One. Have y'all been curious why they call it Minus One? I that I'm very curious about that. Yes. Um. So according to the IMDb trivia, which is of course 100% accurate all the time, um, <laughs> it says the minus one refers to the fact that Japan has already been devastated by the effects of World War II, or brought down to zero. But then with the emergence of Godzilla, he puts Japan into the negative. So post 
post really post war Japan is the is the original tagline in Japanese, and it loosely translates to post war Japan from zero to minus. Godzilla minus one, uh, aka Japan can't freaking catch a break. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Um. Steven's in the chat kind of presenting his opinions on some of the older Godzilla movies, but then he's also throwing in a shameless plug for the new Godzilla X-Kong episode of Delayed Replay, which is coming out soon. So uh, right. we'll, we'll go ahead and give, give curi- him a shout out I'm curious out to hear his uh, review of the alternate from the alternate universe where it's already been released. Yeah, it's fun diving into that alternate universe, not going to lie, because yeah. uh, I, I, I've I've said it to him in person and he didn't get upset when I said it so I'm going to keep saying it it's almost like a movie review version of whose line is it anyway it really yeah. is where it really you, is. you have to riff and improv and come up with these really crazy plot line ideas in the moment and then got to feed off of the other person's plot devices that they come up with and at the end of the podcast, you've got a whole movie, and it's it's super fun. So if you haven't listened to Delayed Replay, you should totally check it out. Yeah, and, and it's also um, – I'm, I'm, I've learned I'm really bad at it because usually <laughs> I just end up – whatever movie it is, Batman usually ends up just making a cameo because I have no other ideas. Oh, he says it's already out. My bad, man. I, I clearly <laughs> haven't been keeping up with it as well as I should be. But yes – Definitely go check it out. He also gives a review of Minus One on there as well. Honestly, I was not expecting much from from Minus One. Like I said, I I came in with expectations, but those expectations were all based on what other people had said about it already. Like, I don't know if I had any preconceived expectations because, like you guys, I really had only experienced stuff from the MonsterVerse. And so that's really not a whole lot to go on because it's sensationalized by Hollywood. Um, this, this felt like cinema. This, this had great character arcs. This had a a great cast that was easy to, uh, enjoy and, and get on board with and get attached to. It reminded me of, of certain classic cinema films like the original Star Wars or even something like, uh, I don't know the great the great escape or something like that like yeah there, there's just there's some classic well acted elements of of just true pure acting in cinema that I don't know if I have the right words to describe which is why I would just recommend that people watch it for themselves because I I don't usually watch foreign films I'll be honest but. I was uncultured swine. I was maybe like <laughs> 10 minutes into this film and had already forgotten that I was watching something with subtitles. Like I was I was just that engrossed in the film that I didn't even care that it had yeah. subtitles. I was just watching a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that that's that's it for for my minus 1 plug. Um, now I just want to go watch it again. Whenever it comes out on streaming, it, it better end up on like a mainstream streaming service platform because, uh, it, it, it can't just be for rent on Amazon. I, I need, I, I'm probably going to get the disc honestly, cause that's, that's how much I want to watch it again. There's enough I, Godzilla I, stuff at this point where it could have its own streaming service. Just all Godzilla stuff. Godzilla plus. 
Yes. <laughs> I really do it hope. To, I really do hope it continues to do well at the box office because I've heard it, it keeps opening up in more and more theaters in the United States, and I'm sure it's opening in other countries too. And I'm like, I just want Hollywood to be shown up. I mean, like, yeah, this is how you do it. Here, 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 yeah. here's, here, here's, a, here's a great example of just like a minimal budget, great, great story, you know, and just like this is this is how it's done. Well, I, I have a friend named uh, Max who is really into I mean, he, he's a movie reviewer, but he is really into like the Indian Hollywood scene or the oh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not really Bollywood. It's uh there's another name for this particular type of Indian movie, but the I, apparently, you know, the, the they're making really good stuff too. So I've I've heard great things about RRR, which yeah, recently yeah. came out. So I it really it feels like I mean, and, and as it should be, I'm just like kind of breaking down barriers and being like a movie can be made anywhere on the planet and it can right. be a massive hit everywhere. That's yeah. that's how it should be. And, uh, of course, it would be a crime not to mention A24 and all the stuff they're doing lately. They're just really a beast when it comes to making... And Blumhouse, too. They're really good at just making really good, really low-budget movies, you know? And they they make, make their money back, usually, and, you know, they can make two or three more off of that, and just keep it going, you know? Yeah, it's it's look, all all all's fair to people who want to criticize the current system because there's credit, plenty to criticize. But like, I do like get get tired of just like the the uh, the Martin Scorsese's of the world, like scre- <laughs> old man yells at superhero movies of just like you know like like there, there's look there's plenty of stuff you can raise up instead of just like tearing stuff down um yeah. and you know as as much as there is a, there's a discussion to be made like let's let's talk about this lower budget stuff that you know these these things that are really great let's talk yeah. about that because uh there's a lot of stuff to be appreciated So I was checking the box office mojo real quick before we close out uh, the talk on Godzilla minus one. It has currently grossed 36 million domestically, while almost 34 million worldwide. Wow. So the the U.S. numbers the U.S. numbers are outgaining the rest of the entire world right now. Wow. And, but and combined, on a, that's 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 it, what 60 something. Uh, it's pushing then, it's pushing 70 million right so 70 million on a uh, le- less than 15 million dollar budget yeah that's amazing yeah they they have they are they are netting depending on how much they spent on marketing like even if we estimate that they spent as much on marketing as they did on the movie itself which I really doubt um, but let's be generous and say that they did. They they've still like basically doubled their earnings and then yeah. some. Yeah. So yeah. by by those numbers it is a it is a great, great success. And uh whenever it gets released on disc, I'll be purchasing that as well. Yeah. Sounds great. Oh okay, before we go to our last segment of the evening. Any other business that y'all feel like needs to be brought up? I don't want to call it new business because 
it's it's been a while since all three of us have gotten to talk, and I don't really want it to end yet, but I also know it's getting late, and I know that Jake has other stuff that he needs to attend to, but is there any other business that we want to bring up before we go to our last segment tonight? Trying to think. I don't... I don't. I think I I've been wanting to talk about Doctor Who for like a month now, so I got that out of my system. Nice. Um, and nice. I am I'm very much looking forward to watching some more Godzilla stuff because like that 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 Monarch show. I'm like oh, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, yeah. there's just so much that you can never keep up with anything. It's just like there's always something new that they're like oh you gotta watch this you gotta watch this. I'm like I didn't watch the eight other things you told me to watch. Like I can't keep up with this stuff. Yeah. I I think. For me, maybe I would just like to, for a few minutes, talk about just like the MCU in general and how, you know, I it's been very interesting to track my own personal and other people's, but definitely my own personal interest level in the MCU over the last year or two. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's definitely waning and. It, you know that it, it is a little scary because like for me for the longest time the mcu was like the biggest thing like i would go see every movie no matter what yeah um and within the last handful of years you know i've been missing a lot of them and and it's it's just due to a lack of interest not even a lack of time you know like i'm i'll make the time if i want to go see a movie and yeah that's true and i I don't know. I, I I'm not exactly sure what to pinpoint it on. You know, you see a lot of theories. You see a lot. You know, and I've thought it through before. I, I think it's a lot of different factors that kind of come together. But um, I, I I don't know if it's uh, you know a big part of it is it's just like too big of a beast at this point. Like there's there's eight things that come out you know, around the same time that you got to watch, you know, when it used to just be like, okay, here's a movie. And then five months later, here's the next movie five months, you know, that, that seems to be a good pace to keep things at for me, at least. Um, I watched the first season of Loki. I watched, you know, I watched uh, Hawkeye. I watched uh, She-Hulk really enjoyed what i've seen so far but like miss marvel i haven't seen yet i don't know how good it is i just you know am i a bad person for not being interested i don't think so i just you know i don't think it's targeted towards me necessarily um but it is part of the bigger story and so like should i be i don't know i don't know but i've heard Loki season two is good. I need to watch that. Sorry, go ahead, Bill. Eh. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm also, me, me and Zach are kind of on the same page of just like, Loki season two is all right. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. You, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to break your neck to, to see that. Like, you know, if you get around to it, that's fine, but it's not, okay. it's not, um, it's not all it's cracked up to be maybe. Um, okay. but like my, my, I don't know. I think. I think right now, I think there's a variety of factors, I think, contributing to, like, what's going on with Marvel. Because, like, it is – I mean, like, you know, you could – you know, you could a few months ago, you could have made the argument that, like, you know, okay, well, it's not that bad. You know, the movies are doing all right, but, you know, things – but then, like, we had the Marvels, which I saw, and, like, it wasn't – I mean, it, it, it seemed – 
pretty good, as, as good as most, as a lot of things, definitely far from the worst Marvel MCU movie of all time, yet it did the worst box office-wise. And you're, you have to just take a step back and go, like, what what actually is going on here? Like, what's, yeah. what's causing this? And, like, it's not the quality, I don't think, because, like I said, you know, like – Freaking Thor: The Dark World is way worse. Like it's it, like not even in the same and ballpark like that with movie. that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same thing. Like there's very few that I really strongly dislike, and like right. Marvel's like is up there. I think so. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I think it's a variety of factors. I think there's a lot of people, um, let's say online. There may be two online that like try to like <laughs> come up with an idea of like th- th- especially that fits their narrative. I was like, you know, what what is actually going on here? Everyone has their take on sure. that. And I think ultimately, as it is with many issues in the world, it's it's not one thing. It's probably many things. Yeah. And ultimately, I think one of them is probably oversaturation. I think they've, they've tried to do a lot in a very short amount of time. They had a bunch of different series. I like like that summer, like that year we first got like WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and all that. So we really had – and even down to Miss Marvel. Like I was enjoying all of it. Like I thought, I yes. thought it was really good, but then it was hard to keep up with. And I think – you're losing a lot of your audience when ultimately they feel like they they're if like because like for example a Star Wars thing that's like I'm not caught up on the High Republic right now like I'm right. so far behind yeah, so much so that I'm like I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna catch up I'm not sure if yeah. I'm ever gonna get like I'm not sure if I'm like and like I'm not gonna like dive into it now because like I'm so far behind. And right. I'm like, uh, you know, am I just going to miss out on this? Am I just things? And right. I see people enjoying it, but ultimately it's not there. So ultimately, I think a lot of people are having the same thing with the MCU. I'm just like, I'm so far behind. I didn't watch WandaVision. I didn't watch, you know, Captain Marvel. Well, should I watch the Marvels? You right. probably have yeah. to watch the Marvels to, to watch that stuff to understand the Marvels. And really, ultimately, you don't have to. I think most of these movies pretty well stand yeah. alone on their own. But how do you convey that to the audience, especially when you're in the business of you have to watch everything. This is your life depends on it. You have to watch everything. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think that the biggest detriment probably is that these movies and shows don't necessarily feel like events anymore. They just feel like, OK, here's the next thing. When before it was like, oh, wow, like, uh you know, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier is coming out. Like, we have to be there for that. And now it's just like, all right, you know, we got two shows coming out this week. Who it's cares? The, um, yeah, it's it's the same thing with Star Wars. Like, I've accepted yeah. the fact that like Star Wars used to be more special because we were getting a yeah. movie every three years, and now we're getting a, a a TV show every few months. And I've accepted like I'm like okay, it's less special now. I understand that, and it, it, I've accepted yeah. that because most of it's been pretty good, and I'm I'm okay with that. But yes, Star Wars is less special than it used to be. MCU, same thing. Yeah. It yeah, I and I think that when you're a company like Disney, it's like okay, you want to make money. I there's nothing wrong with that like you're, you're in business to make money that's what you're supposed to do so uh, when you're put you know in a position where you can pump out more and more material that's obviously uh i can see why you would think that would be a good business move but what you're doing is you're basically waterboarding people with too much stuff and i think um uh, Bob Iger just recently said something about how we're going to 
or maybe Kathleen Kennedy said it about how they're going to slow down the the Star Wars stuff. And um, I think maybe they need to do that with Marvel too. Right. Awkward pause. (laughs) I was trying not to talk because I've talked too much already. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I, I appreciate your input, Jake. And and I feel like I have talked about it ad nauseum. So I I don't know how much I, I have to contribute without sounding like I'm preaching to the choir because I, I gave Loki a try. I, I gave Ms. Marvel a try. I gave She-Hulk a try. I gave Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania a try. And now with the news about Jonathan Majors, like, even Marvel, yeah. even Marvel yeah. doesn't really know what they're doing right now. And so it's it's hard for me to be super invested in, 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 a, in, a, in a cinematic universe or in a construct that doesn't really seem like it has very much direction in and of itself and so yeah it, it, and it, it used to right? it used to it, have a lot it of did. direction it, everything was leading up to infinity war and endgame and when it finished it felt like they were just kind of coasting aside from right. aside from from spider-man like pretty much everything yeah. else has felt like they've been coasting and i just i'm i'm ready to invest my energies into other things that are revitalizing themselves or rebranding themselves or or maybe I'm not diving into any particular franchise maybe I'm exploring more cinema like I did with minus one like I did with killers of the flower moon I think if I was super emotionally invested in a whole bunch of marvel content that's kind of what I'm building my movie schedule around and instead I got to experience new films like barbie and oppenheimer because I wasn't dedicating my summer to the next Marvel movie or what have you. And so I, I I think it's, it's helping cinema and, and movie going nature to heal a little bit. If it's taking a breath and nature is healing. And, and I, and I think it's, I think it's good for Hollywood. I think it's good for cinema to branch out and try other things. And so I'm really okay with where I'm at with my, with my Marvel fandom, because if it looks really good or if my wife, thinks it looks really good then yeah we'll go and and give it a try but if it's not yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna break my neck or break my wallet trying to keep up with everything that they're giving me i'm gonna go invest it yeah. in something else eventually and that's kind of where i where i've landed and really the only reason i wanted to bring that up is because like like the last time i was on the show i, I think i might have had a very different opinion about the mcu so but you know i'm just saying that things have changed a lot in a, a pretty short amount of time, and I, yeah. I'm hoping that maybe they can right the ship and um, uh, generate some interest again. The, yeah, the only thing I'll add to this, and I promise I'll shut up after this, is uh, last <laughs> one of the last things I heard was that, oh, um, apparently the only thing that is on the schedule for next year is is Deadpool, Deadpool 3. Yeah. Like that's the only MCU movie that is on the schedule, and like I'm sure they're gonna, I'm sure that they're just something that they're gonna pull out, pull out of the hat and 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 post. But like, I kind of hope they don't. I'm just like maybe maybe we just need a year where there's just like no Marvel movies. Get, generate yeah. some give things. us a break. I know here. it's, I know it's not good for Disney's um, pocketbook, but they'll be okay. <laughs> they've got enough money. Man. They've got, they'll just, they'll just live off the billions they've already built up over the last 90, 100 years. Yeah. 
I, I would I would venture to say, and this seems like a long time, but if they if they stop making Star Wars and Marvel stuff for three years, I, they would make bank on their first movie back. Like it would just be like people would be starving for something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they should take three three years between movies, but like you know back when four, five, and six were coming out, you know? And, uh, I mean, that that's just how it used to be with movies. Like, uh, you know, with the Star Wars, they give you the prequels. It's like, it's like you'd, you'd have two, three years between movies, you know? And uh, it, it gave people time to want it again. But, yeah, yeah anyway, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, you've, you've got nothing to, uh, to shut up over, dude. It's, it's all, it's all good stuff. And uh, we've got one more piece of really good stuff before we call it a night. But if y'all are good, I'm going to move us into the final segment of the evening because we promised everybody a double feature and we got to make sure we've got enough time for both parts. Yes, yes. So everybody that is tuning in live, all two of you, <laughs> we've got more hosts than we do listeners live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Most of our listenership is after the fact now. But go ahead and get out your hashtags, put them on social media, put them on the chat if you're listening live. It's time for another double dose round. We're making history in a lot of ways tonight. But it's time for another round of hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 Yeah, that's right. I took it all the way back and went and found the barbecue music and uh, put it right here in the show. Uh, usually Ben has to edit that in, but for you two guys, Stephen and Dan, <laughs> gave you a little special something-something. Um, this next little thing is a pre-recorded segment from a video that's going to get posted on our socials. It is a conversation with me and Stephen, Stephen and I, I forget my grammar sometimes, talking about our experience at the Hard Rock Cafe in... Hollywood, California. So here it is, and then we'll be back with Barbecue 2.0 right after this. What's up, you guys? It's time for a very, very special edition of Hashtag BBQ Watch. Zach Arnold, Steven Schinder, and we just hit up the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood, California. Came to visit, came out to meet me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have too, too much barbecue-related, uh, I got some flatbread that was still pretty good, but you tried the barbecue burger? Yeah, it's a barbecue bacon burger. Barbecue bacon burger. So for this mini-sode episode of Barbecue Watch, we're going to get Steven's thoughts on the Hard Rock Cafe's barbecue bacon burger. Yeah, so when you order it, you can get it with fries, but they also say, oh, but you can switch out for mashed potatoes, so... I switch out for mashed potatoes because, you know, I want to try something different from sure. the usual burger and fry combination. Sure. Um, so I get the burger, and it comes with this knife, and I'm like, huh, am I going to need that knife? And so 
I tried to get by, and it's like so much effort for me to along came right. out to get it over. Right, that's so, what I thought, because it had like some onion rings on it too, right? Or yeah, something. like it had like fried onions or something. Right, on, right. Um, which were really good, like they really added something. Um, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I'm going to need to use a fork and knife. Um, but as I do that, it kind of like spills up like onto yeah. the plate, like the bread comes off the... But I was able to maintain a certain stance with it where I was like, okay, I can cut out this much and it won't do the Jenga thing. Right. Um, and the meat uh, tasted amazing. It, like, I would say the onions and the meat were the main highlights of it, but altogether it made for a great, like, combination. And the mashed potatoes were really good, too. See, that's that's something I'd never thought about complimenting a burger or even barbecue with, with mashed potatoes. Usually barbecue related sides for me are like beans maybe or fries are kind of a go-to but I'm glad that the, the mashed potato combo worked out too. Yeah and you know with a tropical margarita um, like yeah nice little fruity thing on the side so it was a great meal. Get the, the fruit and the savory from a bacon burger so that was a really good combo. Hopefully we don't get hit with copyright from the music that's playing here <laughs> just outside the Chinese theater had to get some better lighting but uh, great, great experience at Hard Rock. Great getting to hang out and uh, also product placement. Hello. Yeah, IPCs. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Stephen Schinder, for helping us out with Barbecue Watch for yeah, this episode, and we'll see you all next time. So that is Barbecue Watch 1.0 with the one and only Stephen Schinder. And uh, while we were there having dinner at Hard Rock, he also autographed my copy of his book, Standalones and Stepping Stones, Lemons Loom Like Rain, which is available for purchase on Amazon. And he's got a sequel that just recently came out as well. I'm going to have to get my hands on that as well. So oh, um, it, it was it was a really fun evening, and I'm glad that we got to hang out. And uh, we, we were talking behind the scenes during that segment, and uh, Ben was like, they have mashed potatoes at Hard Rock? So, yeah, like, I, 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 for crying out loud, I haven't been to Hard Rock in so long that I didn't realize they had mashed potatoes there. So uh, yeah, now, A few other things were said during that segment, too, that I'm glad uh, we were muted for. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, the, the, the Skype call was being recorded, buddy. <laughs> oh. Whoopsie. <laughs> Oh man, if you if you're tuning into the into the pre-recorded version, uh you you're going to you're going to have to tune into the to the edited version that ends up on your podcatchers. Um but before yeah. we get to that, we promised you all two different barbecue segments. So thanks to Steven for helping us uh anchor that one, but Ben also has a barbecue related story. So for the first time in IPC history, here is Barbecue Watch 2.0. Ben, take it away. Well, I was going to save this for next year's episode, but um, I already have two other ideas for Barbecue Watch segments um, for those episodes that I just wrote down. So um, I figured – this has happened to me recently, so I figured why not. I actually have talked about this place I think before, but not in this much detail on Blake because something had dawned on me that I went. So um, uh, recently – um, family went up the East Coast. We uh, did Colonial Williamsburg and a, a bunch of places in between. Um, and usually we had two of the best meals we've had in a long time on this trip. Both of them were barbecue meals, okay? And I, I know you're thinking like we, we own a barbecue restaurant. We work – we're around barbecue all the time. Why do we want to eat barbecue? But like these are two of our favorite places 
in the first place. I'll tell you about the next place on the next episode. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, but the first place we went to is a place that um, is is very unexpected for barbecue. And and reason I say this is because it's called Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. Chicken and barbecue. And you're like, okay, yeah, you know, chicken and barbecue, you know, you're they're gonna have, you know, barbecue chicken. They're gonna have smoked chicken, they're gonna have ribs, they're gonna have chicken, they're gonna have, you know, you know, all the stuff. No. No. The the chicken in Smithfield's chicken and barbecue is fried chicken. And the barbecue is pulled pork. That's it. Okay. Think of this, like coming from our neck of the woods, especially Zach's neck of the woods, where like beef is a huge thing. Okay, this is in North Carolina. Smithfield's is based in North Carolina, and that's their kind of barbecue. Beef is not on the menu. Ribs are not on the menu. Barbecue chicken, not on the menu. Okay, this is pulled pork. If you go in, you ask for a barbecue. They're going to give you a pulled pork sandwich with not red sauce stuff you know like tomato based sauce it's vinegar based clear sauce that you cannot see <laughs> that's on your sandwich and it's pulled pork and i know it sounds weird but it's heavenly man so one of the best pork sandwiches i've ever had in my life um in this place and they kick them out like crazy at this place it's like fast food but it's it's delivered like when you you order and you sit down and like they bring a tray to your table and they don't just throw the tray down they, like they give each person like their food um individually and like set everything up and it's amazing um so yeah smithfields is all over on the east coast the middle of the east coast i guess you could say in the northeast and uh we were in virginia and north carolina in that area and they were all over the place and uh yeah i just thought it was crazy because like where there's so much diversity in barbecue in the south and you go to north carolina it's like Pull pork. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And Carolina style is is one style that I haven't really exposed myself to much. And uh, part of it is I just haven't been out to the Carolinas um, before. So I've got some traveling to do and I've got some barbecuing to experience. That is very much apparent. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a paper menu, too. You can hear it. I got a paper menu. Oh, I got yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll take That's... some pictures of it and post it in the group for you guys. Yes, yes, do that, please, because we're all on audio calls right now, so all I hear is paper rustling. I can't <laughs> see the menu. We're kind of kicking it old school tonight, but we do have a Facebook group, the Intergalactic Peace Hangout, so be sure to go and join us there and follow us on our socials at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can follow us on our personal pages as well. We'll get to that in just a moment. We have swag available at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast all of our previous episodes are available at ipcpodcast.podbean pod like podcast bean like green bean ipcpodcast.podbean.com and of course we're on places like apple and google podcasts as well as places like Castbox. so uh, be sure to follow us and hit like and subscribe and all that good stuff on your various podcatchers because the January 2024 episode will be a fan favorite where we talk about our top five most anticipated movies of 2024. So there's a lot to look forward to over there. Uh, Jake, I know that you're approaching your destination. You're about to have to hop off. Thank you so much for taking time out of your commute to being a part of this uh, 2023 finale with us. Oh, absolutely. It was so great to be back. And, man, it was just... just 
nothing like the good old days and revisiting those and and this made me feel like it was the good old days again and i'd love to come back on uh you know soon and you know should time allow and uh yeah i i really love tonight thank you for having me on oh man i it it was it was like the glory days so uh, I, maybe maybe we can find a way to squeeze that into our outro or something, Ben. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll work some magic. He'll he'll do he'll do his behind the scenes magic. But uh, is there anything that you want to plug, or are you just a family man now, dude? Um, I have nothing to plug right now, but that could change at any any moment. Who knows? Well, then uh, we'll make sure to plug it the next time you're on, if it starts up by then. Awesome. Jake Damon, longtime friend and even a co-host here on IPC, making his triumphant return. Super grateful to have him on. Ben, where can the folks at home keep up with you? Um, first of all, I just have to say, somehow, Jake Damon returned. <laughs> um, um, also, um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief, okay? Because my, my, my plugs tend to get out of hand here. You can follow me at Ben Hart with no E on uh, for my personal stuff. You can follow at the SWU for that. We're back. We're doing all sorts of right things. We're going to have a trivia championship tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. Um, and then at Culture Slate. And then follow me here at, at things. I, I can't wait to do more of these in the new year. And yeah, send in your, your top five most anticipated movies. I can't wait to. That's a, that's always a huge episode. Always a huge um, little thing that we do, unless we're in a year where there's no movies, like we were in 2020. Yeah, that one was kind of a blip on the radar, but uh, this one should definitely have some really great lists, and we're looking forward to that. But uh, in the meantime, we hope that everybody has a wonderful and safe and happy holidays. Uh, the Christmas season is upon us. The New Year's season is upon us. Don't know when this is getting published, but hopefully everybody uh, is able to have a, a wonderful holiday season, and we're looking forward to bringing you more IPC content in 2024 you can follow me personally at zach the voice on pretty much any social you can think of facebook twitter instagram TikTok, uh threads i think i've got my username over there i don't really post on there as much as i should probably but uh yeah just uh go to zach the voice and then hit that subscribe button right here on zackthevoice.mixler.com uh, you can find episodes of Commusings on here. You can find IPC on here. And then any of the high school sports broadcasts will be found here as well once the springtime comes around. But I think that is going to officially do it for the 368th episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. Thanks so much to those of you that tuned in live with us. And thanks for tuning in wherever podcasts are found. I actually get to say this for the first time in years for my friend Jake. And for my friend Ben, I'm Zach Arnold, thanking you for tuning in to this episode of IPC, and we will see you all next time in 2024. But until then, good night, everyone.
now, now, Jake, can you do me a personal favor? Go into Audacity and I need you to make a backup <laughs> recording of yourself, please, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Otherwise, we can't start the podcast without that. <laughs> that, that will can't happen tonight. But uh, any other time. <laughs> I just Out like, of the road. Whip out your laptop. Was- yeah, that was really funny to Zach because he's heard me say that like a hundred times seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, can you please do a backup recording? Yeah, no, I remember doing that. <laughs> I, had, I had flashbacks. I was like, oh no. <laughs> what killed me, Ben, was how seriously you said it. <laughs> I was, I was putting, yeah. on a, putting on a voice and everything. Like, yeah, now, Jake, if you could just do me this one other favor. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, what's he gonna ask? Because then you said audacity. I'm like, I just that that's just not a possibility. Ser- in all seriousness, I'm thinking like, okay, we definitely don't need to do one, two, three tonight because I don't want to be, I don't want to hear about, oh yeah, some guy wrecked his big rig oh, on no, some no, in- no. interstate because he was looking at the notes of a podcast because no, he was yeah. trying to pull up his one, two, three notes. 